Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Chemist Warehouse, your first stop for the widest range of vitamins at the lowest prices. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Monday the 23rd of May, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Hope you had a great weekend with all your family, loved ones. Watch lots of sport and maybe had a wee fill up on the punt as well. I didn't. How do we rest? It was good. It's good. Still got Colin Morikawa, but he's nowhere to be seen. And if you are watching the golf, Pereira, nine under. The new man, Mito Pereira. He is leading nine under. Fitzpatrick second, Zalatora second with six under, and Rory McIlroy, he started the round with four birdies in the first five hole. He might have given one back just on the last uh, three, but I'll keep you up to date with uh, the PGA Championship and what's going on in the golf. Big show coming up. Out of seven, we will come off the back fence with Kempe into Warriors chat, and the Kennard's Hire phone line is always open, but it's your chance to voice your concerns about the Warriors and I'll just talk some NRL because there were some big, big matches and big upsets. The Cowboys destroying the Storm Rabbitohs. Well, I don't know what's going on there. They lost to the Raiders and uh, also our Warriors. 0800 150 811. 
anytime on the Kenard Tire phone line. And then eight, uh, around 7.40ish, heartbreak for Liverpool fans and joy for Man City. As Man City dangled the carrot, as Keza said, coming back from 2-0 down to win 3-2 and take out the EPL. Lots going on in the football world, so we'll chat to our man of the UK, Harry Simeo. Looking forward to that as well. Big signing yesterday, Kylian Mbappe. You didn't see that contract. That is horrendous. Disgusting. Money. Ooh, what's going on? Anyway, I'm just jealous. After eight, we'll talk to talk some union with the Hollanders. Falling short yesterday against the Waratahs. Uh, one man who is vital to their success is Aaron Smith. And Azza Smith will join us after eight o'clock after he finishes his dad drop-off duties. Around 8.15, where we chat to Nuggy about yesterday's game. Disappointing Sam Gilbert. I'm pretty sure we're going to touch on that moment. It was reckless. It was disgusting. That man will be out uh, for a wee while, I'm assuming. So it's Marty Banks because Mitch Hunt is covering, recovering from some concussion symptoms. So, uh, yeah, sad news. Uh, bad news for the for the Hollanders as they are heading over to the Rebels this weekend to take them on over to Melbourne to hopefully lock up. A playoff series. So we've got a big show. Give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three, anytime, or even give us a call on the Kenard Tire phone line. 0800-150-811. I'm going to cross over to Auckland and say day to the team. Morena Kempe and Louie. Oh, morena, morena. Parata. Ita tema tau te korero, o taku korero, me korero e panaki te tino rangatiro o oirakei. Uh, ko Joe Hawk uh, i tēnei wā, uh, moi mai rā, uh, e te rangatira ko Joe Hawk, uh, moi mai rā, moi mai rā, moi mai rā. Um, Just a big mihi out to uh, all the Orake ora whānau uh, for their, their, uh, their loss of a, 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 an awesome leader um, from Tamaki Makaurau, uh, Tamaki Makaurau um, Joe Hawk this morning. Uh, passed away yesterday. Um, Joe, um, as we all know, was a, was the the leader um, in and around the Bastion Point uh, saga back in the the uh, the day. And um, if you ever get a chance to go up to Nati Fatu, up to their marae up in um, up in Bastion Point, there you'll you'll hear the wonderful stories of this great man that lived up there and and supported his whānau. And uh, I just want to say before we start, Izzy, um, a big, a big mahi out to that whānau this week, and it's such a sad, a sad week for not only them but for all of Auckland mm. um, and the Hawk whānau. Um, yeah, so uh, a little bit of a sombre start, but um, good to hear you. Good to hear your voice, mate. Good to see your your kanohi, your face again today. You had a busy weekend all over <laughs> all over the radio and and the TV, mate. Did plenty of footy, freezing in Wellington. What was that Friday night, and then back home yesterday. Yeah, big weekend, Kempe, but um, yeah, love goes out to all the whānau and, all, and to you, mate. That was a, a beautiful um, remembrance of uh, of Joe Hawk. so yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to all the extended whānau. Uh, mate, yeah, busy weekend, busy weekend. I, was, I worked Friday night, did the Crusaders um, Jua game down here, and um, awesome big performance from uh, from them, no doubt, and we'll touch on that throughout the morning show as well because they're just simmering nicely under the radar. Crusaders yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a cold night, I must say. Wow, we the cold, and, and as soon as it was that cold, I was thinking, oh, Fiji and Jorua, they won't even want a bar of this. And no. They lost their their star winger uh, before kickoff in Bussi, um, so it was a tough night for them. But yeah, great night for a Crusaders. 
supporters and uh, you know all the pundits out there because yeah, a performance from their number ten Fergus Burke. He played extremely well and just showcased his most complete performance in the jersey. Because you think without Richie Moonga, she's pretty dire in there. And I thought he took a step in the right direction. He kicked really well, and kicked he uh, well. he gave the coaches oh. a yeah on fire, really mate. Well. He gave the coaches a little bit of relief and, uh, you know, just knowing that he can step into that role. Um, you know, Jack Goodhue, I think he took a real solid step in the right direction in that midfield. Mm-hmm. He's playing 12. Um, expecting him to probably push out to centre and Harvey to come back, but that just really shakes up the bench. I think, if I'm going to have a punt at it, I think they're going to, they're probably going to have a. Um, a midfield option and an outside option on the bench because Harvey could cover 10. That's what I'm thinking. I know Fergus mm. Burt, we just spoke about him. He put in a solid performance, but they've got options now with a full-strength outfit there. So, yeah, I'm going to wrangle on about them throughout the morning, no doubt. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Blues, uh, that performance over against the Brumbies. But, yeah, boys, busy. I was Yesterday I was... Um, yeah, I was in Wellington on Saturday night, did that game. They obviously destroyed the, the Rebels. So, busy, busy weekend. Looking forward to ripping into a, a big, big week. Doondon Cup, though. Doondon Cup, Wednesday. Group 1 racing Wednesday, is it, Louis? No. No, it's not. So, it? the news came through late last night. Morning, Izzy. Uh, morning, Kimby and everybody. Um, uh, the news came through yesterday evening that it's actually, they got what they're going to do is they're going to move the three feature races to this weekend because the track's not going to dry out in time on Doombin in uh, Queensland. It's been so wet up there. So, they call it the sun, Sunshine State, right? It has rained pretty much for like three weeks. So, Sydney had this issue in the autumn a few weeks ago, and it's just starting to dry out a little bit more so in Sydney mm. now, but it pretty much rained for five weeks straight. Mm. And now Queensland's got this problem where they've just stuck in this vortex of rain. Um, so they've moved the Doombin Cup, they've moved the Phillies race and the BRC Sprint, which we have the Kiwi Gospoden running in, all to this weekend onto Queensland Derby Day. So this weekend at Eagle Farm, it is blockbuster like it is seriously mm. we're going to have so many Kiwis in action we're going to have Pinarello I spoke to Rob Wellwood I caught up with him in the weekend uh, Pinarello's just ticking mm. along nicely they're very happy they didn't run him on that wet track last start because it would have taken it out of him we have Tutakaka I think Ruark is still over there um, and of course Dark Destroyer is the favourite for the Queensland Derby Lance O'Sullivan Andrew Scott so this weekend Saturday, it is all things Queensland, all things racing. Very, very exciting. Oh, beautiful. I must uh, commend you and Mickey G. I was listening on Saturday uh, morning, and I was taking Arlo to his wee rugby, and I heard some little uh, little, little uh, bit of gravy. You know, we will rock you. Mm. We will rock and uh, Swiss kitty. Mm. So I chucked in. So I lied at the start of the show. I, really <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just I just thought about it now. I was like, oh, I remember I put that multi on. You know, I had those two, and I was like, yeah, cool. And I had it into Gosboden, but that got refunded, um, paying fourteen bucks. I was, it was a little bit of a stab in the dark here. But then I took Tavatak. Ooh. I took Tavatak, mm. and I was like, tough watch. Tavatak. And I was like, yeah, uncle, come on, yeah, uncle, inspire me, uncle. No, I was, mate, I was on the jam, don't worry about that, I was on the jam, I got excited 200 out when he went down the inside, but the yeah. worst part of the track, 
And um, yeah, mate, carrying, carrying about a thousand kilos, he's, he was uh, he was battling in that in that position. But yeah, Lisa won't be happy with yeah. that, or Alan with that ride, um, getting Tabatak into that nah. position and not being able to get him get him in the race. So, um, but he had a Just he had twice, a good yeah. win in Southamore uh, early on. I think race two was it came out and and that was a real good ride by Lisa. Who's that? Was it South? Was it Southamore? Is that the name of that Alan's? Oh, it's the Philly, Sofmade. Yeah, Sofmade, yeah. Sofmade, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Sof, Sofmade's <laughs> in race five. <laughs> Southmore in race two. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, the two-year-old Philly, she's good, man. And she's, she can swim and she's uh, she can gallop, mm. yeah. Hey, I'm just watching the golf here, boys, and um, I know we, we went pretty, I kind of, I'm a bit angry at myself because, well, I'm actually angry at two people. I'm angry at myself and I'm angry at Rory. McElroy, because Rory would have to be the most tantalising kind of athlete on the planet, wouldn't he? Like, he's just like, we know how good he can be. He's gone to the highest of highs during his career as Cam Smith just lips out for a hole-in-one. Um, and then he's just now kind of like frustratingly really good at golf, and he just doesn't kick on. He always has one round where he melts down out of four, which was, um, well, it was kind of one and a half, rounds two and three. And he just is so frustrating. And I had lots of bets, but now he's come back and he's he's sixth and he's probably going to finish top five. He's playing quite well today. I'm so frustrated at myself because I had quite a few bets for Rory top 10 and Rory top five, but I ran them all through Morikawa top 10 and top 20 as well. And Colin Morikawa, has, and I've even got Ryan Fox top 40, which is going to look okay. And Colin Morikawa has absolutely fallen out of the bottom of it. I don't know what's going on here, is he? <sighs> Mate, tell me about it. I, I said to my mate, my mate messaged me, who are you on? I said, I'm going Colin for the last time because <laughs> I've backed him four of the, the last four majors. He actually won the Open, so he, he did do well there. But, um, you know, like, uh, he just, yeah, I don't know, mate. He just frustrates the hell out of me, old Colin, because he's the best iron striker in the game. Well, they keep saying that. <laughs> I oh, know, and this is the course that if you're good, if your irons are solid and your irons are, are, are great, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna um, play extremely well. But he's just, yeah, something he's just not kicking on. So this is the last time I'm like you, Louis. I backed him. This is the last time that I'm going to back him and uh, and, and talk about um, Colin Morikawa. But Foxy's there or thereabouts. He's had a solid, um, a solid campaign. He is even. I don't know if he started yet, but. Um, We'll keep you up to date with how he's gone and uh, throughout the morning, mate. So big, big day. But you're right, Colin, frustrating oh. as hell. And you looked everything you said about the irons, it made perfect sense. And then we spoke to our man, mm. over at, um, Brian Ballinger, and he kind of circled Colin Morikawa as well. And Yeah, it's a funny one. He just hasn't clicked. He hasn't clicked. It. It's kind of, um, mm. I don't know if people enjoy it. I do. I love Kempe when golfers have to go out there in the worst conditions and it kind of levels them. It brings them back. I don't like these low-scoring majors. And yesterday, with the win conditions, if you could shoot anywhere near 70, you were doing well, like really well, and it was just brutal. I don't know. Does, is that sad of me or do you know what I mean? Oh, no. I, look, you've got to be able to perform in every every condition. Um, so that's why they have firm, you know, good heavy, soft tracks, you know, horses horses perform under different conditions. So I don't think the athletes are any different in the golf course. I, you know, talking about that when I think Justin Thomas went out 
and played through that wind and, and held it all together. And then the boys came out in the afternoon and carved it up because the wind had dropped. And that's just the, the way of um, the nature of the beast when you're playing golf because of the, the staggered um, times and, and what the weather can be like during the whole of the day. So, mate, yeah, it's a real, you know, I don't know if... Um, is that your pick, Uncle? Justin Thomas, Justin eh? Thomas oh. is still up there, brother. Just Justin Thomas, JT. He's, um, JT, I actually thought he'd, I thought he'd be a little bit closer, but... At least he's at least he's still on with a shot today. He's got to shoot a seven under today. Well, the way you were talking yesterday, it was whoever finished uh, closest to the top, and now all of a sudden Rory's come roaring back for me. Well, yeah, I haven't, been, know, I haven't been talking it up he, like you though, Louis. Kimby, you know what Kimby's I mean? Changed, he's got to change my name in his phone to ATM yeah. from LHW to ATM <laughs> because. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is, but I've just been filling him up. I, another harness, a big harness uh, payoff on Friday night, and he's just he's having the time of his life. The lunch fund's looking handsome, and and that's um, yeah. it's good news for all of us. Hey, boys, it's 17 minutes. What about the Punters Club past. down in Tarapa? Okay. Come on, talk, us about, talk us through past. that one. Oh, oh okay. Um, okay. Kimpy, who's going to win here? Just ask me. Oh, okay, all in. <laughs> Those poor people. <laughs> you didn't throw them on. You didn't throw them on the jam. I should have. Oh, mate. I, I absolutely should have. All right, boys, uh, it is 18 minutes past six o'clock. Let's get into it. Can't wait question of the day. Ah, ha, ha. Well, I didn't really know what I was going to do today, lads. But the text machine <laughs> has inspired me. <laughs> Izzy, you are so name. you are so biased. Leave the Blues were the team of the weekend. RTS is the best twelve on display, and Izzy's biased. Uh, need to get your patch off, Izzy. I don't think Izzy's got a patch Why? on at all. Why? I'm real. What real patch are you talking about? Here's here's the can't wait question of the day. And I want you to think about this. In 0800 150 811, give me a call and double eight double three a text. Have a think about this. A real good hard think about this. And I want your accurate answer. We've got one round to go in the Super Rugby regular season. Then every team makes the playoffs anyway. So it doesn't really matter. How many teams can win Super Rugby Pacific? And I don't want your smart-ass literal answer that, well, eight can because they'll make the playoffs. In your mind, how many teams are actually put together and playing good enough footy that they can run through the finals and win Super Rugby Pacific? I want you to have a good think about that and give me a call, 800 811 because the Crusaders went off, the Chiefs went off, the Hurricanes went off, the Blues got a very tight win on a sketchy call <laughs> against the Brumbies. The Brumbies hung in there, though. You couldn't you couldn't hate the Brumbies for what they played. The Waratahs got a big win yesterday. How much credence do you give the Australian teams? How many teams can win Super Rugby? It's 20 minutes past six. Izzy's answer first up after this, then Kempi, and then you. 0800-150-811. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Looking forward to hearing your answer on this one. Great savings every day. Listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 25 minutes past 6 o'clock. I've even got a $50 TAB bonus bet because Mark says I'm giving up punting. That's my news. Come on, Mark. Chin up. It's a tough, <laughs> it's a tough life, but as long as you're gambling responsibly still having fun with it, and you're more than entitled to take a break, mate. But I do have a $50 TAB bonus bet. For anybody that comes through and answers my very simple question today, how many teams can win Super Rugby Pacific? Izzy, the answer is... Just... Just before I get to that, it's, it's, it's hard to take your patch off when you've worn it 90 times. 
Um, <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> you are the best, mate. Um, it's uh, for me. This it's just two. There's two. It's the Blues and the Crusaders. I I think that'll be the that'll be the final up in Auckland, and uh, it's a two horse race. Um, obviously, when you look at it, the Blues have got a the Kiwis. The the Crusaders will play most likely play Australian teams at home. The Blues will potentially play Kiwi teams uh, up in Auckland. So they've got a real tough run in. Um, but I'm expecting them to get the job done and it'll be a Crusaders-Blues final up in Auckland. Um, so, yeah, two-horse two, two, two horse race for me in the Super Rugby. What about you, Ken Pete? Oh, look, I, I quite like the way that the Brundies are playing. I think it's a three-horse race. I think the Brundies are the one ones, if they can upset the top two, which are the Crusaders and the Blues... Uh, are the Aussie team to do it? Um, I agree. With, I agree with you. It looks like a Crusaders Blues final. Uh, I think the Blues are showing that they they can play away from home, especially that win on the weekend. I, for me, the key is Bowden Barrett. I think if Bowden Barrett's playing, yeah. and he's playing um, and getting better every week between now and the and the and the grand final, then they're, they're favourites. They're hot favourites. Okay. Whoa. Okay. How good is it? Can't wait to rip into that later. Hot um, favourites. What would you... Hot. What, okay. I mean, steaming hot. You, you think they're hot favourites. Simon says three-horse race, Blues, Saders, Brumbies. Uh, Tim the Teacher says, ooh, three teams go in. Cruc- Crusaders, Blues, Brumbies. Small chance. Crusaders most likely. Yes. Tim the Teacher. He also says, imagine being a Liverpool supporter. 21 minutes of the season to go. Mm. Villa up 2-1 over Man City. So close. <laughs> oh, Liverpool fans, man, it must suck. Uh, and Dave from Caraca has said, I think there's only two teams that can win, and that's the Blues and the Crusaders. Unfortunately for the Blues, I think Razor will have the Crusaders dialed in for the game and take it out. Cheers, Dave and Caraca. Oh, 800 Why can't the Hurricanes or the Chiefs knock off the Blues or knock off one of these teams? Like, why, why can't they? I mean, they were both pretty impressive over the weekend, Izzy. They can. They, look, they they can, Louis. It's sport and anything can happen on their day, um, for sure. Uh, the Hurricanes, that we know, you know, they've had their history against the Crusaders, always pushed them right to the very end. The Highlanders, when everyone's written them off, they're still going to get the job this, done this weekend to cement a op- uh, spot in the finals. They're going to have it pretty tough, though. They're going to lose Sam Gilbert. Mitchell Hunt is still um, dealing with concussion symptoms, so they're going to rely on Marty Banks, you know, the man from Buller, can he come in and, and do it and fix it? You know, um, Villami Koroi, he'll be probably the backup 10. So they're going to do it tough, but they can, on their day, can can disrupt. But nah, it's a two-horse race, Blues Crusaders, and when you've got Bowden Barrett playing like that, the thing with Bowden, and I know we're going to touch on it later, but when you've got someone, we know how, how good he is, and we know his game, we you know, he's playing great rugby at the moment, he's attacking with, with confidence, he's attacking the line, but when you get him... Stepping back in the pocket in big moments, you need your big men to step up, and he bangs it right through the middle. That just excites me because you think of the World Cups gone by and how many times how vital the drop goal has been. The World Cup in 03 with Johnny Wilkinson last year with Desi Carter, or oh, the 2015 World Cup with Desi Carter stepping back in the pocket against Australia. Like how important a drop goal is and a player that can step up in those big moments. That's what excites me. So um, let's go get Sean Johnson. Yeah. Let's sign him. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Chris, you're down there in the O three in Christchurch. How many teams can win Super Rugby, mate? Uh, four. And I, mm. I, I just think Crusaders finishing second is actually good for them. 
I reckon they've got the best draw now. And 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 if you look at the Blues, they, so they had the Brumbies last week and got beaten up a wee bit. They've got the Waratahs away this this week. Then they're probably going to get the Highlanders, who are going to be not the easiest. And then they're going to have to play either the Chiefs or the or the Hurricanes. That's a that's a. Yeah. And then you got to, if you get to there. You, you, you got the mm. Crusaders waiting for you. That's a run in, man. That's oh. we're the, the Crusaders. Hold it together, Kimpy. Stop quivering. That's that's why they'll be the champs because they'll beat everybody. <laughs> hey, if hey, they do that. Hey, Chris, they absolutely I, deserve it. I walked past. Uh, I walked past Razor after the draw game, and he smiled at me and gave me a wry little wink. Uh, just simmering nicely. <laughs> Chris, appreciate your call from Christchurch. 0800-150-811. Look, Chris has painted the picture beautifully there. Seriously, the Waratahs yes. have their tail up. Um, there is a chance, and it's just kind of the look, the way tables fall sometimes, especially with an eight-team playoff system, it really can be quite nuanced. And You know, uh, hey, you know how I told you about the plan in 2017, Louis? Yeah, To tank a couple of times? over in the jungle. The final over in the jungle against the Lions in Johannesburg. It's all part of the plan, brother. <laughs> oh, come to the cauldron. Hey, what's your theme, Razor? It's called the graveyard. We're turning Eden Park into a graveyard. It's called false gold. 20... I've eaten too much bread before the main meal. <laughs> 29 away from seven. Ooh, Kempi's shivering in his singlet. Uh, keep your messages coming through. How many teams can win Super Rugby? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight to eleven. Will Zelatoris, he's teed off today. So has uh, we've just got Pereira waiting to come. We'll go some love racing .nz after this. Here's the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, we're 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. The Premier League is done. Man City are champions. Spanish Grand Prix, Mad Max. Well, Ferrari's car failed Charles Leclerc when he was going to coast to a victory. That's disappointing for Ferrari fans. And the PGA Championship final round is humming. Wow, what a Monday of sport. We'll get back to your texts on Super Rugby, but loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. And Izzy... You have backed the two most impressive horses of the weekend, in my opinion, Swiss Kitty mm. and We Will Rock. And we knew that We Will Rock was going to give a real good sight. He's running behind Sword of State and Imperatriz. He's oh, he's just a very fast three-year-old. He's going to have a good career. Um, but could he handle that wet track like he did? I didn't know he was going to do that. And then Swiss Kitty, well, Robbie Patterson said that he was ready to go. And Swiss Kitty is mm. going to be one to follow over the winter months because he gets through a wet track as good as any. And I think he's kind of got a little bit of just ask me about him. Kempi could be a real staple of these seasons. Yeah, he's... yeah you're right. And, um, you know, Robbie's got Robbie's got a few good horses going around at the moment. Um, I miss, I actually missed both of those both of those horses by the time I'd uh, got to the afternoon and, and went and had a catch-up with um, the CEO, Mr. Bruce Sherrick, Um at the Alex, uh, those races had already gone. So, yeah, good to see that that he got up though. I, I really liked We Will Rock. Mm. I thought that was a that was probably the bit of the day. Um, but yeah, it was really hard, Louis. I'd, I'm glad I had a I had my um, full on Friday night because I looked at I looked at 
uh, the fields all week and just I couldn't pick him even even with Dooman before Dooman was abandoned. Um, hold on, <laughs> hold on, pump the brakes. Is he? This is the guy who had a two hundred dollar odds multi that he was lobbing out on Thursday morning saying that he was going to win 50 grand of retire or something. I can't remember what his <laughs> words were, but you, you seemed to, you were loving it. No, but yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying, mate, well, that multi, that actually went to, went to sleep when they um, oh, abandoned right. Doombin, mate. So who knows? I could have retired. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, mate? You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody will ever know. <laughs> Oh, funny boys, funny. Yeah, no, nah, that were two good tips from from Mickey G and yourself on Saturday, Louis. And I'm sure, hopefully, a few out there followed you in because um, they run one extremely well. And I was disappointed. I was listening to the call when uh, we were rock one, and I don't know if you watched, you would have watched the race, but the commentator was talking up another horse, and it was still talking up the other horse when it won. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, man, we will rock. Just stormed home and destroyed them. Don't worry about that horse. He must have tipped in. Must have had a wee, oh, wee go on you reckon, George, was you reckon George Simons had a, had a little side, side <laughs> Cause was, Yeah, because he was tipping out the other one and then he still kept going on about it on the other oh, one when it won. And uh, I was like, come on, mate. Hey, it's oh. funny. You, hear, you'll hear, you will hear race callers. From time to time, you'll be able to tell what a race caller's backed in a race. Um, and it is funny <laughs> when you can spot it from a mile away. It's a funny time of year. Just be careful when you are punting these wet tracks at this time of year because they're not mm. completely wet, wet yet. Well, they kind of are, but it's kind of this weird period where you've still got some horses up that not don't necessarily exactly want the heavy tracks, and we're kind of in this muddling, gluey stage of the tracks. But you know, you know, through what are we May, June, through June and July, that's when you just you, some of that wet track form in July and August, especially, becomes quite exposed. All right, twenty three minutes away from seven. Chris says five Blues, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Crusaders. Canberra. Chiefs or Hurricanes, Kempe? Who's impressed you more this weekend, Gom? Oh, I thought the Hurricanes. I thought the Hurricanes were, you know, they're, they're sort of my team because that's where Taranaki used to go before they went back to the Chiefs. Um, mm. And I, I quite like those names. You know, I like the Savias. I like Geordie Barrett. Uh, but I like Geordie Barrett. I just, honestly, I don't know, is he whether that um, conversation, because Rogers mm. playing well, whether or not they're going to yep. go with someone who's untried and uh, untested at international level, but Geordie Barrett, mate, just tough. And what I what mm. I what I learned from the weekend watching Geordie Barrett is his second efforts, because you don't see second efforts very often from people. You know that, that mm. second effort from Roger, for instance, when he knocked that ball on and chased that halfback, pulled him down. Game game ten ten meters start, pulled him down. That's a second effort. Geordie Barrett, when he went around, he went open, um, blind, and then he. Went back to the open and saw the short side again and went back on that third time. And I was just like, man, that's an effort. You know, so I, I like the Hurricanes. I like them basically because Geordie Barrett's in there and I like the Savia boys. Yeah, nice. Nice, Kippy. Yeah, I was, I was calling that game. And, and you're right, um, Geordie Barrett, he's class, mate. He's just a that's, – that's just the problem he has. Everywhere he can slip into, he just is this world class, you know, and, and 12 and 15 – He's even played a lot at wing when he played for the uh, for the All Blacks on the right hand wing. So look, he's classy, and I spoke to Jason Hollard afterwards, and he's he'll be playing twelve for the rest of the season. That he just does the job for the Hurricanes uh, in that role. He nails everything. So whether they go with Billy Proctor, who was very impressive outside him, or or Balin Sullivan coming to slip in, mate. Yep, they're, they're threatening. And Bryn Gatlin playing ten for the Chiefs on the Saturday. Uh, yeah, they're tracking nicely too. So you're on the money there, Louis. 
Cam and Mark both think it's only the Blues Crusaders, Brumbies. Guys, appreciate your texts for Can't Wait Question of the Day. Chris, you called on 0800 150 $50 TAB bonus bet is all yours. 0800 150 You want to go to the Goldie to watch the Goldie 500. Come on. Come see us. Give us a call. Thanks to Willamette and Travel. Anyone that wins Quizzy Dag goes in the draw for that great event. 20 away from 7. Come see us. Questions on your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Yes, the phone lines are on and hot. They're ready, they're up and about, they want to go to the Gold Coast. Jason from Auckland, you're up first, mate. Morning. Morning. Morning, morning. Good luck, brother. Here we go. Ripping into question yeah. number one. How many games have the ANZ Premiership champions, the Mystics, now lost in a row? Look, let's go two. Ooh. It's not two. Sorry, Jason, mate. Chat to you tomorrow. Off the bat. Then I go to Mark from Tauranga. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are you, boys? Morning, Mark. Morning, brother. Three Good luck. The How many? Three? Three. Would you? Yep. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thanks, Izzy. <laughs> Question number two. Which domestic cricket side will Ish Sodi play for next next season? Uh, he needs a patch. Oh, you can't ever eat tea. I had to. I had to get no, that no. one in, mate. I just had to get that one in. I couldn't miss it. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to. Have it. All right. Question number three. Which team did the grub Matt Lodge make his NRL debut for? <laughs> sorry, sorry, that was a typo. Which team did Matt Lodge make his NRL team debut for? Mate, I actually missed it on the weekend. I don't know, so I have to talk to you tomorrow. Just take a stab. Oh. Take a stab just before have a you stab. go. Which uh, team did Matt Lodge make Ooh. his NRL? Ooh. No. No, it wasn't the Broncos. Sorry. Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to Jade in Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, Abonis. How are we? Morning, morning. Oh, good, good. <coughs> Which team did Matt Lodge make his NRL, NRL debut for? Benji. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. Wow. <laughs> Christian number four. 
How many players have scored over a thousand Super Rugby points? Oof, Duffy. Um. Go Uncle's favourite number, six. Ooh, I like the way you're thinking, though. Ooh, close. Close, Jade. Sorry. Going to go to Brenton in Auckland. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. How many players have scored over a 1,000 Super Rugby points? Uh, I'm going to go a bit higher, maybe eight. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Eight is correct. Well done. <laughs> Question number five. To go on the draw, Mo Salah and which other EPL player will share the golden boots this season? Phone uh, of Ren Kempe or... Hang on a minute, son. <laughs> Hang on a minute, son. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> Don't know, brother. <laughs> Sorry, that's a great clue, but yeah, just don't, just, yeah, okay. Sorry, Brenton, have a good day, mate. Tim from Christchurch. Hey, boys, how we doing? Good, good, good. Your chance to get on the draw. Mo Salah and which other EPL player will share the golden boot this season? Human from Tottenham. Young Min Sun. Well done. That hurts to say as a Chelsea fan. Yeah, min son. That was a clue from Kempe. Well done, mate. Tim from Christchurch, you're going to draw to maybe potentially head to the Gold Coast courtesy of Willamon Travel. Well done. Have a good day, mate. Good. Thanks, mate. Good stuff, Tim. You're in the draw. Hey, and if you if you get in the draw and you're already in the draw, your name goes in twice. There you go. So keep calling. 0800 And if you're not in the draw yet, come on. Come on, Izzy will coach you to the dub. He wants to get you in the draw because he wants to see as many people there because if his name gets drawn out because he is in the draw, then we're all going to be in trouble. It's nine minutes away from seven. After this, Kempe's, he's actually already started walking. He's heading off to the back fence and he's going to be charging at us. I noticed that we haven't spoken about the Warriors yet. I can only assume we might be doing that after this. It is nine away from seven on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Fence with Tony Kemp. Well, mate, I had to hold myself back. I wanted to run yesterday at about, oh, I think six o'clock last night. I got a little bit annoyed. I was reading the article that came out in the paper in and about the Warriors and how Matt Lodge has basically been handed his marching orders and all of the insinuation and accusations around the back of it. It sort of stunk to me as if we should have known better. And here's the question that I have for you, Izzy. Are we a recruitment club or are we just an auction house? Are we seriously recruiting <laughs> players that want to come here and win us a championship? Or are we the shop window to the NRL for all these players? Let's look at the facts. Ewan Aiken, gone. Matt Lodge, gone. Ash Taylor, gone. He was planned for a contract. CHT, turning one down, probably gone. And on the weekend, Joey Johns came out and told Full Gould the player he needs to sign to bolster his team at Canterbury is, guess what, our best player, Reese Walsh at fullback. So is he in the shop window? Is he in the auction house? But you've got to remember how this all start. Have a look at the recruitment manager who now works for the Dolphins, Pete O'Sullivan. 
brought most of those players here. Worked with Isaac Moses, the player manager. It was the Moses stable. Mm. I think the club, they need a reboot. Reset. Get rid of your recruitment team. Start fresh. And let's make this a place that players want to come and win a premiership at, not become a parade ring for an auction house so that they can sign bigger contracts at other clubs. What do you reckon, Izzy? Bang, mate. Bang. You hit it right on the head, mate. You, you smoked it. It's. Um, I read that article as well, and it's just horrible, mate. He knew. Like, How many teams has he walked away? So the question is, as well, is Matt Lodge going to play NRL again, knowing his history with walking out on teams and his contracts early? Um, and, yeah, they've got, to, they've got to restructure everything. At the moment, play, players are just going to the Warriors for a paycheck. Let's be honest. They're just going to the Warriors for a paycheck. And because the Warriors aren't able to entice marquee players and big players, they've actually got money sitting in the pot that's there. And, and they're, all, they're at a situation now that, that they are the last kind of option for, for most of these players. And if they can't get any contract elsewhere, they just go straight to the Warriors who will sign them. And uh, uh, at the moment, it's just, yeah, it's yuck. 0800 150 811, an auction house, a parade ring, the Warriors' performance losing again to the Dragons on the weekend, everything NRL and Warriors. Matt Lodge, how pissed off are you? 0800 150 811. You've heard Kempe paint the picture off the back fence. Come talk to him. Give us a call on the Kenatire phone line. We've cleared the spot for you. 0800 150 811, all things Warriors. After the news, Izzy, I think we're going to have some mm. mad, mad fans. Yep, we want to hear from you. Joe and Gizzy, I read your message on Rory McIlroy. Well, kind of resembling the Warriors. Go Can go good some days and then horrible the next. So give us a call, Joe, from Gizzy or anyone. 0800 150 After this, we want to hear from you. You know what? I'm going to go get a McCafe coffee right now. I'm going to sit back and listen to you all tee off. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. With pharmacists always on hand for advice, Chemist Warehouse is your family's home of wellness. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Monday the 23rd of May, it's just after 7 o'clock in the morning here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Well, coffee hasn't arrived yet, so maybe I've got to go make my own. Got to go make my own. Wife was a little bit grumpy at me yesterday, but that's enough of that chat. Anyway, I'll go get me coffee <laughs> shortly. Coming up after 8, we're going to have a chat to Aaron Smith, the Highlanders halfback and all-black legend. About their game yesterday, they just fell short against the Waratahs. We'll have a catch up with him 
after eight o'clock. But right now, oh no, my coffee's here. Yes, yes, I jumped again. My coffee's arrived, so I'm going to sit back and listen to this chat. Joe from Gizzy is on the line, and he wants to talk Warriors with Kempe. Morning, Joe. How are we this morning? Good. Tell you what, after that comical start of the Warriors, I thought we were looking at under fives, the way that uh, we gave up that first try, Kempe. Oh, you tell me. You know, we started bad once again, mate. You know, we let them into the game, all, all, off all our own mistakes. Got back into the game, save from our man, Watini. Gets us back in the game, and guess what? First time Johnson runs to the line, season. Yeah, and, that, right. and and that's what we've been saying, eh? Like, he just needs to carry the ball more, and you're dead right. The first time he takes it to the line, he ends, ends up falling over the try line and scoring a try. I'd, to be honest, I've got to say, I thought Sean, this was Sean's, Sean's probably better game of the year. His kicking game was right on. He took the line on. Um, but you can't go into the competition and say, uh, you know, we, we scored four tries, we should have had enough to win. It's been their defence, mate. Like, leaky, mm. leaky defence. Listen, it's been the problem for the Warriors for years, right? We get in the game for 40 to 50, maybe 60, and then we're no good in the last 20. And you're talking about the team being a shop window. Just going back to the last few years of players who have come, done wonders, and then we've let them go. Goes on, wins a premiership, right? Maloney goes on, wins a premiership. Tokiaho goes on, becomes one of the Roosters' middlemen for years. Papa Lee. It goes out of the Warriors and last year becomes Superman, you know, for the Parramatta Eels. We are a shop window at the moment because we can't hold on to players. We don't, once again, Kimpy, we don't have a strategy. We don't have a long-term, you know, idea of where we want to be in five years where we can say to these players, we'll keep you for three to four years. We'll build a team around these players, right? And this is where we're going. We go and buy grubs, absolute grubs like Lodge, right, who should have never worn a Warriors jersey after what he did. Mm. And then, listen, you know, Peter O'Sullivan screws us over once again, goes for the money. He's almost like Gus Gould, mate. Mm. Him, they go around the NRL, those 16 clubs, there's no loyalty. They take a paycheck, you know, they go and ruin clubs, leave them in their wake and move on. Now, the Warriors, you're dead Mm. right. We need some loyalty. We need a strategy. We need to be open about it. And I don't mind taking losses, Kempi, for 12, 18 months, 24 months, if we stick to the plan. Don't go down that road and then guess what? Pivot because we're losing and we're under pressure. Stay the course, okay? Like we talk about, we love our racing. We train our horses for races. Now, if I've got a three- or a four-year-old and I don't win as a two-year-old or a three-year-old, that's okay because we've got a plan. Let's stay the course with the Warriors. Let's be open about it. Let's take the flak up front if we get beat. But let's stay there. Let's bring our youth through. Let's go to England and get players who want to play with a bit of ticker, who aren't going to dob us, who aren't going to grub us, right? And we're going to actually say, hey, boys, we're here. This is what we want. Honour your contract. We'll pay the money. We may have to pay a bit of overs. And guess what? You're going to get a whole lot of ear, ear points because, you know, as uh, Izzy knows, you know, they come in handy for the family when you need to travel. But going down the road, this is where we need to be. Yeah, look, I, I think thanks a lot for your call. Beautiful. That was that was um, Joe from Gizzy giving us his uh, take on the Warriors. And not too far off the mark either. I think the, the main take out of that for me is is that the strategy in and around recruitment, like, you know, mm. stop saying it's so hard to get players here. Like, make it appealing. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's a, always a first conversation with me why I thought Brandon Smith should have been the number one target for the club. You know, you say, you say mm. to Brandon Smith, well, we actually want to build a premiership team around you. Now, help us build that team. Who do you who do you need to go to the market? And then start talking like that, saying we, we're building this premiership. And like uh, Joe said from Gizzy, give yourself some time. Know where you're headed. Know what the vision is. But at the mm. moment, the conversation that has started 10 minutes ago, we look like an auction house. We seriously do. Like, I was lying in bed last night thinking, like, there's way too much information given to Dave Long. He they, he didn't write that article. He was filled that article. Um, but the but the part that really um, irked me was that we are actually parading all these players so that they can pump their contracts up and go somewhere else and win competitions. And mm. we'll we'll talk about it again tomorrow in depth because I'm going to bring something tomorrow that will will show you why our recruitment has been so poor. Okay, mm. and and Joe's dead right. Like. I think the support in this country for the Warriors is second to none. I think when they got it right, mate, you can't get a seat. You know, everyone jumps yeah. on board. And we've got, to, we've got to get, first and foremost, the players that want to come here and get it right. Now, on that side, uh, you, want, you want to entice players here, but I, I think there's got to be an added thing there as well. What I've noticed from the outside looking in is when we've recruited and from the from the first look, it thinks like, wow, this is this is a great signing for the Warriors. This is something that can actually we can build off. We can build a team around. We're going to go forward. I look at the guys like Christian Inu, a Fleti Mateo, a Peter Hiku, a Sam Tonkins. You know, players that have come over to uh, the Warriors, and they're on probably you know top of their form. They're playing some good rugby league. That's why they've been signed. But they've come over. They've been in that environment. And then all of a sudden they go, they turn from great players to like mediocre players, you know. So for me, from the outside looking in, that just that, that stems to a to a performance, a high performance c- um, culture environment that the Warriors don't have. They've gone from these high performing teams and these outfits where they've played well, they've been held accountable. The you know the structures is there. There's no uh, place for mediocre. They've got to perform week in week out. They come over to the Warriors, and mediocre performances is the norm. So they're not being held accountable, and they lose form, and then they go away and they refine it again. So for me, it's it's an environment thing, like the, the high performance 100%. culture that they've that they've got there at the moment. There's nothing. There's no accountability, and like, I just yeah, that's the one thing that I I always look at when we sign some some quality players. They go from being great to poor. And just I just, just a touch on this before we throw throw to lawyers. The the person you're talking about that ident- that you've identified. As that, as that, um, that mantra is Isaiah Papali, like it should mm. never have gone. Know what I mean? Yeah. Was was screaming for development, like show me what I need to do. Had a massive engine on him. Like if you were, mm. if you were in my seat and you're watching that kid play, you're going, mate, he's an 80 minute player every day. He's big, he's thick, he's hard to tackle. He needs some development. Just show him what he needs to do, okay? Mm. And Peter O'Sullivan goes, nah, he's too small, he's too short. To be a back row, and guess what? Goes to Parramatta, but picks up the NRL Rookie of the Year, and has just doubled or tripled his contract to head out, head out from Parramatta next year. All he was asking for was to be developed. Okay. I don't know what that noise was, but it could have been what Steve was alluding to. Did you boys hear the emergency SOS the Waz sent out to our phones last night around 7pm? Steve, that's sharp, yeah, that. that's sharp from you on double eight double three. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We're talking Warriors. Give us a call. Cam said he can't call, but he's driving. He's got bad signal. 
I have been calling for the Warriors a retirement village for years now. Brutal. It just seems to be a club where people go where they can't get a contract anywhere else. These last two years, they have had the chance by living in Australia to really get big marquee signing and build a champion team around it. (laughs) Seems like they don't have the right management team to do so. On the plus side, how good are the Queensland teams doing? Cam, yes, the Queensland teams are doing good. I guess when Reese Walsh, we managed to snare Reese Walsh away, He's a guy that, no matter what what happens in a Warriors game, you look at Reese Walsh, Kempe, and say, man, there's a beacon for the future. You alluded to Joey Johns. Do you genuinely worry that Reese Walsh is, because we've, we've talked about this a couple of times, he's come out and said he's here for the rest of the year and he's coming home with the Warriors. But do you fear that this parade ring, we might lose our prize stallion next? Oh, we will. I'm not worried. I know that's, I know that's, that's going to happen. So, you know, he's... He's a young kid that, you know, I'm, and really happy that he's put his hand up and said he's coming back to New Zealand, but he's signed for one more year. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to hold him. Yeah. They're not going to hold him. It's the same as Jesse Arthur's, you know what I mean? Like you give Jesse Arthur's a, a, a shop window, and he ends up playing out of his skin. He's, he's taken back under the, under the wing. All of the, the recruitment strategy is just average. You know, mm. uh, I think I think they need a reboot, rejig. Get and I'm just not talking about the recruitment t- um, team for first grade. I reckon across the board, New Zealand. You know, we need to build a a, a strategy that needs to uh, first and foremost say that the Warriors are a team that you actually want to stay and play for because that's not there. Mm. It's just not there. And, and in fact, most of our kids in the grassroots, out in the grassroots in the, in the outer-lying areas, they don't want to come up here, mate. A lot of them support. You look at the amount of league shorts that kids wear manly. Um, oh, just the, you, you know what it's like. Is he, There's actually nothing necessarily to say that a, a young talent in New Zealand wants to or should play for the Warriors. And that's pathways. That's a different conversation to what we're going uh, on. Right now it's recruitment. Is he Matt Lodge? Adam Finua-Blake is now injured. We lose them out of the engine mm-hmm. room. How worried does that make you for the go forward of of that engine room for the rest of the year? Well, Matt Lodge was our <laughs> go forward, so look, it's it's going to be dire times for the Warriors going forward. Kempe alluded to it at the start. They've got a tough run home. They're playing Penrith twice. It's going to be tough watching. And Joe from Gizzy's hit, hit it on the head right then and there. We're gonna we're gonna suffer some losses, but we can't just sit back and just uh, accept it. You know, we've got we've to actually make it for a plan. And this is going to be a tough period of time for the Warriors. They're going to come home July the 3rd and they're playing the Tigers. And no doubt they're going to still have the support and fan base behind them. But um, it's going to be a tough few weeks, let's, let's be honest. And look, oh, oh, I know we're, we're talking recruitment. We want to hear from you. 0800 150 811. I know you're all passionate out there. Give us a call. Give Kempi a call. He's sitting there. Sipping on his McCafe coffee that Joe in the kitchen's going to go get in about one minute. Um, so, yeah, we want to hear from you. But quickly, I'll just, I just—I well, know last week we were talking about um, the Southern Bears, and we're going to touch on it very shortly. But I had a catch-up with um, Colin Mansbridge on, uh, on Friday night, and, and uh, I gave him a little uh, conversation about what we were talking about. But he spoke to me, and you touched on it, Kempe. There is so much talent in New Zealand. There is so much talent in New Zealand, <clears throat> particularly in the game of league. And he spoke to me about this father is worried for a young father down in Christchurch is worried for his son. He's 13 years of age, and he has been poached. He's being like uh, earmarked from the Gold Coast. So people from the Gold Coast are coming over here to New Zealand 
seeing the talent, seeing the potential we have around the community, and uh, and and giving these young kids, these young families, opportunities at the, at the age of thirteen, and no one in New Zealand has seen that potential because there's no genuine pathways, there's no genuine recruitment agency or people out there that are that are picking up these young kids. One, he's too young anyway. I can't stand that these people from the Gold Coast are coming in and, and looking at a 13-year-old kid. But two, no one in New Zealand has seen this. You know what I mean? So this is a father that's genuinely concerned for his son because someone from Australia is coming over and no one in New Zealand has seen the potential. So we've got it wrong, man. We need to sort that out uh, first and foremost. Yeah, look, it's a massive conversation this is, you know, because if you look at the, the, the channel... Uh, Chanel Harris Tavita um, conversation. Yeah, one one leads to think that um, the conversation is more about he thinks that he's worth more than what the Warriors had offered him because the Warriors have offered him a contract. Mm. So why does he think that he's more than what the Warriors had offered him? He's obviously his managers are telling him that he's worth more, and then he becomes mm. and an, it becomes an auction house. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's put you up for auction. Let's take you out and see which clubs come in. And then that's my that's my question. Like, you know, if the if the strategy was strong enough and he knew he was part of the, the vision, mate, he signs for less. You know, you, you see that happening in all the top clubs all the time. Melbourne, Penrith, boys giving up contracts so they keep players. That that's that's what they, they do. But in our club, this thirteen year old kid, mate, it's not it's not the clubs, it's the player managers that are in New Zealand saying, I've got something for you overseas. And they white bait. Mm. That's what it's, it's called white baiting. They white bait them all. They're not meant to at 13, but they do, and they say we've got you a start over in over in Kibra High. Yeah, let's get you. Let's get. Let's get you to Kibra High. Alrighty. Hey, um, we're, we're talking about whether this uh, Warriors Matt Lodge has walked out. Is this becoming an auction house? Kempe's painted the picture for us. If you missed Kempe's context and setup, you can go right now and tune into uh, his pod, uh, the podcast. Uh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast just before seven o'clock this morning. Kempe's come off the back fence and explained it. Lodge gone. AFB possibly out for the season, and we're left with uh, four and Penne who rode the bench for the Storm. No running nine. A centre playing six. And another in the back row. Safe to say it's a farm shed, Kempe, not an auction house. That's from Adam. The worst thing Lodge did was leaving his decision till after the team was named. Well, Quinton, uh, it sounds like it was a very murky mm. and kind of ugly departure where communication couldn't have been much worse. On the actual game itself, the Warriors have lost again to the Dragons. Another game that they had to win. This was Nathan Brown. Yeah, look, it was four tries of peace hoops and... You know, it's probably probably a 50-50 game. I don't. You know, I'm not sure they were any better than us or any better than them. It was a tight game, and unfortunately, we, you know, we could have kicked a couple more goals. That didn't happen, but it was a pretty tight contest. Well, tight. they were better than you because they won. Yeah, tight contest. And if, <laughs> and if it was a 50-50 game and four tries apiece, oh. and you can't win, it probably bodes very poorly for the rest of the year. 20 minutes past seven o'clock. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Where do the Warriors turn? We're going to go through their schedule after this. Call us and tell us how many can they win. And here's one for you. Is he ever think about this? Are the Warriors closer to the top eight or the wooden spoon? 20 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
25 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning. Pereira is still leading the PGA Championship, but he's dropped the shot. Will Zalatoris, as Kempi would say, Zalatoris is on the charge. <laughs> he's <laughs> seven under through four. Uh, how, do you, how do you know, mate? That might be how they pronounce it in I, that language up there. That's right. You, Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, good young player. He's five under. And Young is five under as well. So the golf is running hot. And so are your messages on double eight, double three about the Warriors. Love that text from Cam. Secondhand, secondhand shop is what we are. One more shocking decision from becoming a lifelong Bears fan. Oh, Steve. Yes, mm. the Bears, the Southern Bears. Come on, the Southern Bears. We'll, we'll talk that in a bit. Is he, the Warriors play the Knights this weekend. After that, they've yep. got the Sea Eagles the Sharks, the Panthers before they get to the Tigers. This mm. Knights game, all of a sudden, and I don't know, the the ship might have even sailed. I don't actually know. But this Knights game, all of a sudden, becomes kind of the dance of the desperate, to be honest. Uh, it, uh, if they don't get the job done against the Knights, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. This will be probably the worst nightmare in, in the history of Warriors history, isn't it? So it's going to be... Could uh, be. Look, you asked me the question, What? where are they? Top eight or, or wooden spooners? I think they're going to not even come close to being in the top eight. It's going to be a tough ask, mate. They've got a huge run home. A big, like, the only positive is they're going to be home on July the 3rd, so our Warriors supporters will be able to witness them at Mount Smart Stadium. And I'm predicting a sellout there. So, look, it's going to be difficult. And we touched on where do they go from here? Kempe, and, and we spoke about their, their defence, mate. Their edge defence, mate, it is. They just get exposed there every week. Every week on the edge. The left edge, the right edge. Centres, you spoke about the importance of our centres nailing their roles, but they can't nail their role if they don't even know what the role is. So no. Justin Morgan is the defence coach. It's got to be something something done about that, eh, mate? Oh, 100%. Like, you know, as far as the defence goes, like... They they got to move the defensive coach. Obviously, the structure's not working, and the and the players are all on different pages, you know. Especially yeah. on the edges. The problem with the edges is that we've got young players. You know, we've got mm. um, Rocco Berry, you know, Valia um, in the in the centres. You know, you've got a, a young winger coming and going all the time. You've got a young fullback still trying to learn how to move this line around and where to put his A, B, and C defenders. Um, and then your five H changing all the time. You can't settle on a five eight, you know. So, I just it, it would be a really tough job for a defensive coach, but he's got to calm his defensive line down. Like calm your farm, stop making individual decisions because it's throwing every other alignment out of whack and making that you know your your pet hate, which is our wingers jamming in all the time and trying to save save the day with a massive decision. It's it's just not nine times out of ten, it's not needed. So, is it structures or is it individual errors? So that's what I'm trying to understand is at the moment they're all on different pages, but is it individual? Uh, Nathan Brown actually spoke to that, is he? Four tries should be enough to win, though. Yeah, four tries is a, you know, should be enough to win most games. You know, I think if we look at the game, I think a couple of little defensive moments, you know, a couple of blokes made some choices which I'd suggest were the correct ones, and you know, it's, that's where NRL is, isn't it? You know? But you know, four tries should be enough. Um, would we like to score more? Of course we would, but you know, it's, uh, I'd rather look at the, probably the little lapses we had because off... If, we defend a little bit better in some areas. We'll, we'll get the ball in better field position at times. But, um, yeah, that, that was the most disappointing thing. It's just a couple of little key moments where we just handed the tries just far too easy to them. And in the NRL, it's, uh, you, you can't do that. Yeah, little lapses, I, I guess, are big lapses because it's been going on all year. 
Um, mm. And and you really need to you really need to start having some accountability and defend. You know, you know, you know, is like. And for me in rugby league, when you, especially when you were defending at top level, if you were if you were having a really bad time and and you were being smoked in defence, um, you didn't hold your position. You know, that, that, mm. there's there's such a fine yep. there's such a fine line between uh, players these days that if someone's got one over you and and they, and and you know that you'd probably survive a week, but when it when it happens week in week out. You've got to hold them accountable. You've actually got to change your structure so that it fits the team structure, not the individual. So you can't continue to try and save individuals. You know, mm. across the board, they all have to be in the same t- on the same team sheet. Beautiful, Kempi. Uh, that is Warriors 101, another disappointing Monday morning. I know you'll be hurting out there and there'll be a lot of people that wouldn't have wanted to, to hear that. We'll talk tomorrow. We're actually going to catch up I with... I would love to celebrate on a Monday. I would love to celebrate the Warriors on a Monday one day. We will get there. We will well, get well, there. In saying that, I thought Sean Johnson's game was fine. Yeah. You know, like it's a kicking game. Oh, beautiful. You know, we went in mm. at 14-12. He, you know, he, took the, he took the line on and stuff like that. It's the defence, mate. And the biggest problem we yeah. have now is we've lost our two big boppers and we've lost... Lost our, yep. We've lost our go forward, which lets, them, lets Sean Johnson go forward. Knights, Seagulls, Sharks, Panthers before we're home for the Tigers. Four games before they come home. We just need them to split those at least to get them back here. It is 29 minutes away from a Aroha with the news for Kubota. On the other side, our choices for him poll. We're going to talk some Premier League before the hour is up. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. <laughs> SNZ, Izzy, you want something to jump for joy about? How about the Black Ferns Women's Sevens team uh, winning their first title since returning to the world stage? Go on, the girls. The Women's Sevens team have uh, beaten Australia in the final in Torlese. 21-14, Australia led 14-7 at halftime. What did you say, Torlese? What what is it? Toulouse? Toulouse? Toulouse. Toulouse? 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 Toulouse. Yeah. Toulouse. Beautiful. Toulouse. Zalatoris. Zalatoris? The latter? Speaking of speaking of the latter, Zalatoris, uh, Will Zalatoris, oh. uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is charging. He's six under two shots off the lead. This is going to be a very good finish to the PGA Championship. It's got the writings all over it. Uh, the Warriors fans, you just can't leave us be. Louis, the ship has sailed. It's docked in Southampton. Get on them for the spoon before the price drops. That's from Dave on double eight, double three. And Mark says the Warriors will be lucky to win another game. Let's park that. We're going to talk some EPL coming up in a bit. And for your Monday morning choices flooring poll, well, how do you get involved with the choices flooring poll? You go to the SENZ app, you click on the Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast stream, and in there you should find the poll to vote on today. See your floor change in an instant with room view, by the way. I want to ask you about the Premier League, and I want to ask you about what are our most exciting and dramatic competitions worldwide, because somehow every year on this day, there is always something to be absolutely hung on to the last second around the Premier League, whether it's relegation, whether it's a title defence, a title chase, a Champions League spot up for grabs. 
a manager hanging on by a thread, a star ready to walk out. The Premier League delivers year in, year out. And today, Man City and Liverpool, well, I think the odds to win the Premier League changed when Aston Villa was up 2-0 and Liverpool was one all with Wolves. It really is the most dramatic league, in my opinion. But I want to ask you, so the poll is, what is the most exciting and dramatic, dramatic sports league worldwide? Is it the Premier League? Is it the NBA? We often say that the NBA, the association, the drama that comes with it, the Ben Simmons, the Kyrie Irving, uh, the LeBron James, at the moment, Luca versus Steph. That's a great one. Is it the NRL? Because, well, Kempi knows too well the contracts are funny, the teams can come from anywhere, their state of origin to throw a spanner in the work. Or is it the NFL, the American Football League, where really there's only a certain number of teams that can win it each year, but if you go on a run through the playoffs like the Giants did with Eli Manning, it can be all yours. So what is the most dramatic and exciting sports league in the world in honour of the Premier League? Is it the Premier League? Is it the NBA? Is it the NRL? Or is it the NFL? Izzy, do you have a gut feel? Uh, for me, because I've, I've watched more of it, it'll be the NBA. Um, you know, the, the, the finals when du- uh, Dirk took the Mavs to beat... Uh, the Heat and uh, win their first in uh, NBA Finals, and then you think of Ray Allen that fade away three to keep them alive in the finals, and then they go on and win it. Uh, what else? So for me, yeah, yeah NBA. I just think uh, with with watching NBA and and when it always goes down to the last game and well, Steph, seven uh, games. Steph Curry, so a seven game series helps mm. as well. Like the the drama that yeah. you can get, the ebbs and flow over a seven mm. game series. I know exactly what you mean. Kimpy, do you have a do you have a gut feel there? Uh, look, I don't mind the EPL. Like when I was up in England playing, I always followed soccer religiously. Good to see Leeds United stay mm. up again um, this morning. Um, but mate, when it comes final times, like only t- only time I think really final times is the NRL. Mm. I just like watching. I just like watching the finals. I know it's you know no team from the from the bottom half of the of the eight get in, um, but I just. Every week you think, man, like last week, last year's finals were sensational. Completely agree. There we go. Three separate answers. What's the most dramatic and exciting sports league? EPL, NBA, NRL, NFL. I've gone Premier League, Izzy, NBA, Kempi, NRL. What do you say? This could be a tight run thing here. Head to the ECNZ app, click on our stream and vote away. Speaking of Premier League, Harry Simeo to wrap it all up for us. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast after this. Yes, coming up to 16 away from 8, and we're going to track right now and talk some EPL. It all was all happening this morning. We went right to the very end. Year after year, it manages to provide the most astonishing theatre, and this morning the Premier League delivered again. Manchester City have been crowned champions again, but not until they came back from 2-0 down against Aston Villa, while Liverpool did all they could beating the Wolves 3-1. Harry Simeo is our man, all things football in the UK. And I'm feeling for him as well because oh, it's been a tough old time for his arsenal. Arsenal have been struggling and uh, oh, it's, I've just been getting all my takes from his uh, tweets and just getting a real understanding that he is hurting and he's on the line now. Harry, how are you, brother? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Uh, for you, as an Arsenal supporter... I was reading your tweet today about your your last game. Obviously, um, they missed out on the Champions League going forward. So, how are you, mate? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. I kind of made peace with it Izzy, earlier in the week. I made peace with it after that defeat on Monday night uh, at Newcastle, mm. that it was going to be near on impossible uh, to creep back in front of Tottenham. But um, I think like, mm. yeah, I think when you look at the start of the season, the expectation for Arsenal was very, very low. Very young team, yep. um, a new team, a very young, um, inexperienced manager. And three games into the season, people were talking about Arsenal being relegated. So... To be in the top six was was always the goal and the aim, and we've managed to finish in fifth place. So, um, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. But obviously, when you have it within yep. your grasp and you have that opportunity to to take that big step, it is disappointing to miss out on the final day. Hey, Harry, what what about um, the end result? You think the best team won the won the uh, championship? Yeah, I do. I think that more often than not, the the table doesn't lie. You know, Manchester City have been incredibly consistent throughout the season. Um, you know, they looked like they were going to mess it up today. They looked like the nerves had got to them. They looked as though, uh, well, it looked as though Steven Gerrard, of course, former Liverpool legend, who now manages Aston Villa, was going to do his former club a huge, huge favour. But it's just a testament to Pep Guardiola's side and, and the quality that Manchester City have and the mental strength as well, because they get a lot of criticism for that. You know, whenever they fall short in the Champions League in European competition, the first thing is, well, you know, mentally they've got a block. Mentally they're not quite there. To be in that position today, knowing that one Liverpool goal against an unfancied Wolves side was going to take the title away from them, to be 2-0 down and to muster up five, uh, three goals in a space of five minutes like that is incredible. Um, and, and I could only imagine the scenes uh, and, and how it was inside the Etihad Stadium. I've obviously seen it, but I was at the Arsenal game, so... I can only imagine how they brought the roof down when that third goal went in. Oh, okay. Liverpool rebound, mate. The, the main focus now will be on the Champions League going forward. They've still got another important trophy. And I've spoke to some Liverpool fans. I said, what's more important to you, the EPL or the Champions League? And the guy I spoke to, he wants, he wants to win the Champions League. So they can rebound and go over and, and beat Real? Yeah, I think they're a better team than Real. Um, I think mm. that they're, they're the favourites, you know, by the way I see it. I think they're a better side. They're a stronger side. They've got more depth than Real at the moment. And I do expect them to go on and win it. I think what would have been really, really difficult for Liverpool today is had they not... Because at one point, they were 1-1 with Wolves. And at one point, mm. Manchester City were losing. And Liverpool hadn't done enough. So, you know, had, they, had it stayed the way it was and Liverpool came away with a sense of regret and a sense of disappointment off the back of them not being able to do their job to capitalise on what was happening at the time to City... I think it would have been harder to pick themselves back up again. But I think Jurgen Klopp will, will be telling his players, you know, we went out there, we did our job. The title wasn't lost today. Um, we got three points at home. And, and I think it's, it's kind of easier to pick yourself up from that rather than... Obviously, there will be disappointment. But if you miss out because mm. you couldn't do your job, I think that's harder to process as, a, as an elite-level athlete, I guess. All right, the biggest news in football at the moment is Kylian Mbappe, mate, the signing... I saw some figures that were thrown out on Twitter. Are they real? 300 million signing bonus, 100 million a season in euros. Is it, is it pretty accurate? To be honest with you, we don't really know at this point. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's so many different figures flying around. What we do know is that PSG's financial power is, is ridiculous. It's huge. And, you know, for a lot of fans, this kind of feels like the beginning of the end for football as we know it. You know? It's getting because ridiculous, it's isn't just, it? It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. And for me, it's not even about the money. I mean, the money, 
You know, they're, mm. a, they're a state-owned club. They're, they're owned by the Qatari state. We know that they've got bottomless pockets and we know that they are not afraid to, to dip into them when they need to do a big deal. And it's a real statement signing because he was, from all accounts, on the verge of joining Real Madrid, who have incidentally yeah. uh, lodged a complaint via their league uh, to FIFA about this transfer. They don't think that this should be allowed. They don't think it's right. And if you believe some of the reports and some of the rumours, Kylian Mbappe has been given control of certain elements of the football mm. club, i.e. who the next manager is going to be, um, who, who they're going to try and sign in the transfer market, which is just crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So if those figures are true, I mean, how is anybody supposed to compete with that? And, uh, you know, for me, <laughs> I've lost a little bit of respect for Kylian Mbappe. I have because... I don't think he can ever fulfil his potential playing in the French League. I think he needed to move on. But at the same time, the more I think about it, if somebody's offering you £300 million as a signing on fee um, <laughs> on top of your wages, then, then how can you turn your nose up at that? No way, no way. I'm just envious of it, mate. I'm just sitting here patting my, patting my dog, just dreaming about it, mate. We're going to let you go, Harry Simeo. You're an absolute <laughs> champion. Uh, maybe PSG are the new Manchester City. We'll have to wait and see, eh, mate? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> they'll, they'll fail to win the Champions League as well then. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Harry. Thanks very much, mate. Love your time as always. Later, Appreciate guys. it. Cheers, guys. Oh. <laughs> That's good from Harry. (laughs) And you know what? Liverpool fans are salty. They are so salty today. They're so salty Mm. because Manchester City, yeah, technically they might have bought their champion, their premiership, um, Kempi and Nazir. And and technically, look, they might not play. Do you know what I actually got? I said that they play a beautiful style of football. Was it one of the choices flooring? I can't remember if it's Friday or Monday. And I actually got towed up for it. They do not. <laughs> they do not. And people have a real chip on their shoulder Is about that from them. Kiz? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely from Kiz. Yeah, Kiz is definitely salty. Um, says a l- is this on double eight double three? Says a lot about our love for rugby when neither of you have said Super Rugby has an exciting competition. Well, we talked about it the whole first hour of the show. Appreciate your message. Leave your name next time because we you can actually go to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on our podcast channels and you can find us talking about it all the first hour of the show. We've decided that there are a few teams that can win the title. I won't tell you exactly who you have to go and listen. And after this, it's Izzy's Wizard of the Week and I suspect we'll be talking about it again. Aaron Smith up after eight as well. So your Super Rugby fix coming up on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. You're an Izzy Dougie. Izzy Dags, Wizard of the Week. <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry. Not Harry Simeo, not Harry Potter. Harry Barrett. Harry Barrett. Mr. Bowden Barrett is my Wizard of the Week. Wizard of the Weekend, Wizard of the Week. You call it Bowden Barrett. It's game winning drop goal. Big moments, big players stand up. The Blues missing some key personnel. The Ioani brothers, Tom Robinson, travelling to Canberra. When was the last time the Brumbies lost twice at home? Well, Saturday night, in fact. Bowden Barrett stepping back into the pocket. Game on the line. Down by two points. Bang. Drop kicks it over. He is in career best form, I feel. Except this is different. We got so used to Bowden coming off the pine, bringing that much-needed impact. Things he's doing so well, 
game management, a real understanding of where the game is at and what's needed attack. I feel he went away from having a real crack at the line. Now we are seeing him flatten up, have a real solid crack, taking the line on. He's beaten 10 defenders. He's had six clean breaks this season. And not so much uh, are they just normal clean breaks. They're big breaks when, he's much, when they're much needed. His team's under a lot of pressure, a la the Crusaders game five weeks ago when uh, the Crusaders had them under the pump. And then Bowden Barrett steps on the inside of David Harvey, changed the game, changed momentum, and has a real, uh, real big impact on the game. So I think, well, I'm not think, I know, Bowden Barrett is in career best form. And I alluded to it earlier on in the show. You talk about target racing. Well, Bowden Barrett is targeting next year's World Cup. And when you've got a 10 that can take the game in its hands and, and step up in the big moments, you think of Johnny Wilkinson in 03, you think of Dan Carter in 2015 in that, se in that semi-final against the, the South Africans as well, and also the final, beating Australia when he's stepping up from 40 out and kicking drop goals, because drop goals are really, really important when it comes World Cup time. So me seeing Bowden Barrett do that, really excite me so uh Bowden Barrett is my wizard of the day and when he's doing what he does then yeah gets me going so there's my wizard <laughs> <laughs> the boys are loving it mate the kitchen <laughs> can play oh the Barrett boys are on fire yeah. mate not only he not only I agree with you not only Bodie Bear's been in the in mm. the best form of his life but mate his brother his brother's in sensational mm. form imagine if he was in the blues outside him Oh, don't start, Kimpy, because they're already trying to shake him. Get up blues, here, Jordy. Come on, mate. They're offering the kitchen. They're offering the kitchen, but he's staying true, mate. He's staying in the Hurricanes. He's a big part. Anyway, I'm going to go get him a cafe coffee. Here's Aroha with the news for Kupota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 23rd of May, and it's just after 8 o'clock. Well, had a big cut last couple of hours, this hour's going to be big as well. We're going to talk some rugby union shortly. I'm going to read this text message. Boys, compare that garbage Nathan Brown said, and generalising his comments compared to Tony Brown's aftermatch comments of the Highlanders game. One is honest, and one has his aftermatch speech on replay. <laughs> replay. That is from Joe... Up in Gizzy, passion as always. Yep, he was right on the money, was Tony Brown. Uh, talked about preparation, players not quite been there. Obviously, late changes uh, with Thomas Umanga Jensen for Tuli Pai going out, and then players coming in just spoke that they weren't prepared and they weren't ready. Um, so, yeah, he was pretty honest. And on that, if you've got any questions coming up, we're going to talk to Aaron Smith, the Hollanders and All Blacks halfback. If you've got any questions for uh, Smithy, Give us a text on double eight double three 
and uh, we will fire those to him. He's coming up shortly. He's got to do some dad duties. He's dropping off his son to daycare, and we'll chat to him about quarter past eight. I'm going to read this another text message for you, Uncle. Not a Warriors supporter, but follow them. The centre position is symbolic of where the club is at in terms of recruitment, retention and selection. The young guys are getting skinned every week. They let all their experience walk with the likes of Herbert and Hiku, who we touched on, while having a career centre who could steady things in Aitken is played in the back row where the Warriors have plenty of depth. That is from Daniel, and that is baffling. I wonder if that's all Daniel they, Anderson. Well, what if it was Daniel Anderson that sent that one in? It's not the money. Will they move you and Aitken back? They should do. Well, have I, they gone too far? No, nah, I think I think they've gone too far. I don't think Euron Aiken's mm. a back rower by any means, mate. Not when you're getting not when you're getting beaten up by halfback. You know what I mean? Like Kikau don't get beaten up by halfbacks. It's you know just just the threat in that centre in that second row position isn't there for me. And um, both both our back rowers and the Warriors uh, don't really offer that up. And you're dead right about the centres. You know Peter Hooker up at Cowboys at the moment is just going great guns. You know. Mm. Why did we let, and you know, it, it's so hard to get marquee centres. Yeah, we have a Kiwi boy and we let we let go, you know. So, so yeah, baffling, but, baffling. And then you look at that, he struggled it in New Zealand. He did okay, wasn't bad, but and now he's gone over there to a high-performing environment with Todd Payton at the helm, who's just doing some fantastic things. It is a... Uh, what if it was two-for-one yeah, package, Payton and, Payton and Hickey? <laughs> he went, mate. He actually went all right over here, Pete. He, um, yeah, you know, when they when they needed him, he stepped up. He played some wonderful football, yeah. and I, I, you know, for me, it's just one of those those signings you don't let go because it's so hard to fool. You know, what I mean, that spot mm. is so hard to fool. And we've seen that this year with the the berries and you know Valiers coming in and and trying to get some, I guess, some some game time more, more than anything, but. Yeah, it's a real hard position, is he, in in a NRL team to be defending and at that two and at yeah. centre position, and both our our young boys, unfortunately, are learning the hard way. Mm. All right, Kimpy, uh, we're going to talk to Aaron Smith shortly, and uh, obviously he's one of our form halfbacks. We spoke about the halfbacks position last week, and uh, you know you got Finlay Christie, you got TJ Perinara on the weekend who had us outstanding. Game for the Hurricanes. I thought that was his most polished performance. He was running. He was really um, getting a lot of gains in around the ruck, and I think that's mm. his biggest strength. That and, and the jackal era. So he started doing the right things at the right time of the season. You got, uh, you know, Fakatava, Smith, Brad Webber, um, and and now Finlay Christie. Uh, who, who are you? Who, who who are we thinking? Who are we thinking? Obviously, Nug's got to be there. But do you think TJ's done enough now to really? Um, shake things up. Oh, I liked his. I liked his game. I watched the Hurricanes game on Friday night. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I liked his game. I loved his hucker at the beginning of the game. I thought yeah. that you know the boys banging that out was was sensational. Um, but you're dead right. He's really busy in and around that ruck, and mm. and he's always barking. Uh, yeah, the, that's probably the best part of his game that I like is is the way that he's mm. yelling and and really teeing up his guys. You know, to get in get in and around that real dirt, dirty area, that ruck area. So. Well, it's a tough one. That, that, that's a question for Aaron. Like, you know, really, when you get mm. people like Aaron Smith on, and I know they don't like asking that, uh, answering those questions, but you know, you know, I know when you when you're up against it, you know who your competition is. You know who the bloke mm. who's breathing down your neck, or, or who they're looking at to to maybe take over your spot. You know exactly who they are. So, 
um, hopefully you know we'll frame some questions around whether or not he can sort of give us some insight into who he actually thinks are the best halfbacks going around that can fill those three positions in the All Blacks. Mm, it's a, it's a, I was sitting sideline with um with uh, Rito on Friday night, and we were talking, we we're just having a wee chat, and like talking about the situation with the with the All Blacks and the whole backline. You know, like there's probably one, maybe two. Or, you know, maybe two positions that you could probably pick at the moment. Like, there's so many positions up for grabs now. With Caleb Clark, he's got a hamstring injury, so that's a huge loss for for the um, for the Blues going forward. He'll be out for a couple of weeks, no doubt, because he's a, a speed and and a, a agility type player, and he can't come back from from there. So, uh, relatively quick. But some some big questions, you know, around selections and the backline in particular. Like for me, I think Bodie's ten. Um, but around that, 12, 13, 14, you know, who, who are we going? Mm. I'm wondering if Rido's looking for selection for, like, the track cycling team in New Zealand or maybe, like, our, our join our track and field team <laughs> to go to the Com Games. How thin is he looking? Man, he must be right. getting out some kilometres. Like, he is... Like my, Shannon goes, is that Kieran Reid? He's almost... His, he mm. is looking like a... He is looking fit, like like... Fit, like aerobic fit, and um, one yeah, he's training hard. Is he? he did a twelve-hour endurance race? Yeah, twelve-hour ah. endurance race about uh, about a week or a week and a half ago, and yeah, I think it was yeah, it took him. It was a twelve-hour endurance race, and they actually smashed it in nine hours. So he's, <laughs> he's yeah, he smoked it, mate. So right, yeah, he's come out of the rugby game and 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 did the opposite to me. <laughs> he, no, he, um, he is he is looking very very sharp and um he obviously didn't tell you about him and andy ellis's horse monaco grace who won the fifty thousand no. dollar race at alex park next time big guy says joe on double eight double three yeah he would have uh he would have been given those shares so he probably has taken no notice of it and then he just like oh sweet flipped the ticket got sent a little a little fill up. So yeah, he didn't tell me that on Friday night, mate. Gutted. I'll be hitting them up about that. Don't worry about that. Oh, I hope you knew it was racing. 11 minutes past eight. Aaron Smith, <laughs> moments away here on SCNZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Stay with us to hear New Zealand's premier halfback here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. SCNZ, it is 16 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. The PGA Championship, oh man, Will Zalatoris, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the fire. Um, it is hot out there, and he's just hit one out of bounds on the back over these par threes, which have been treacherous for golfers all weekend long. Currently, Ryan Fox, man. If Colin Morikawa was top 10 right now and we were hanging on a thread to this Ryan Fox score, we would be absolutely up and down here, is he? He is 41th, tied for 30, 41st. He's plus five for the round. He's pushed hard today. He's through about 13 or 14. Uh, Pereira is nine under. He is leading the tournament. Fitzpatrick is still charging. To me, he looks like the obvious threat. But the way that... Uh, Pereira and um, mm. Young is playing as well, and, look, and then and then I'm just sitting here looking at my Rory top five bit, just starting to shake in my boots. <laughs> Everyone's starting to come alive. I saw that. Yeah, Zalatoris just gave two shots back. He's only one back behind Pereira, and now he's just. So I'm a bit delayed from you, but he sprayed his three iron. Uh, on the par three, so um, yeah, he's doing it tough. He's doing it tough as Pereira, and then I just saw Bubba Watson, who was two under. I think he was two under. He's plus three now. 
plus three in the final round. So difficult for Bubba Watson. And I said it yesterday, if Bubba Watson goes on and wins this, this will be like the 2015 title run for the Hollanders when it's just come out of absolutely nowhere. And he said it. So uh, Aaron Swift's going to come on the show. He's just texted me and said, now, so give him a call now, Keza. He's ready. He's waiting. He just had to drop his son off uh, to daycare, daddy, daycare duty. So we, uh, we, we respect that. He's honest. He's doing his duty because, well, he's been on holiday for the last couple of weeks. And no doubt he's got two kids now. And um, Teagues needs him to really front up and uh, do the dad duties. And he's a wonderful dad. And he's even better halfback. No, he's not. He's a better father than he is halfback, I'll tell you that. Anyway, we're going to get him on the show right now. Aaron Smith, the nug man. The Hollander season is hanging on a knife edge after a brutal home loss to the Warriors. Ah, Warriors. Waratahs yesterday afternoon. It was a loss that left coach Tony Brown brutally honest about his team's performance. A few things uh, around, you know, your personal life or whatever it may be and really committing, committing to the team, committing to the cause. Um, and just trying to be better than you were last week. I think, um, you know, maybe a couple of guys in our setup got a little bit ahead of themselves. And, you know, they need to probably look at themselves. Wow. That was pretty honest from um, Tony Brown, for sure. Aaron Smith is a legendary All Black in Hollander and still giving his everything to his beloved, beloved Southern club. And he messaged me last night when I messaged him and he said, yep, you can't always front up. After you win a game, you've got to be there after a loss. And we appreciate you coming on the show, Nug. Morning. Morning, mate. How are you? Good, good. I can hear the, I can hear the baby in the background, mate. You love her. You're doing your father's yeah. duty, so we appreciate it, brother. Um, quickly, tough old afternoon yesterday, brother. Yeah, buddy, it was... Um... Well, we started really well, and then uh, mm. we knew that Tars would answer back and stay in it, but we sort of we, we were killing ourselves with just our silly errors and overcommitting to breakdowns, missed tackles, and, and the end of red card, which which has been um, pretty pretty bit of a, a bit of a killer for us. We've had three cards in three games, so you can't play rugby consistently with that. And, and Tony Brown, he was uh, he was pretty frustrated. I've never heard Tony Brown just kind of speak with so much frustration, mate. Um, he he alluded to some preparations. Is that something that you kind of saw? Uh, maybe would have affected some of the performance out there. Maybe just not quite getting it right during the week. Oh, for sure. Each day we had you know two or three starters not be able to train. Um, mm. Like Brownie said, though, it's no excuse. Um, most teams go through that each week. Guys come in game day. But, um, yeah, I think Brownie's point was pretty bang on around, you know, we beat a pretty average force team and we had a couple of wins in a row. And I think some guys might have thought it would, after that, we scored in the first two minutes against the Tars. I think they thought it was just going to happen again. And um, mm. I definitely remember feeling on the field, guys weren't as connected or as focused on what's the next job. And, um, yeah, and it kind of showed up, really. Hey Aaron, it's it's Kemper here, mate. How you going? Uh, good to, good to hear the stories about you and your kids and doing the father thing. You, you should have a real good chat to Izzy because he's never home. <laughs> Get well, he's, out doing here, he's doing he's doing the mahi. Hey mate, just a just a tack left here. Premier Premier halfback um, going into the I guess the the real nut uh, nutty nutty parts of the season, which is the 
the finals and and also the selections for the All Blacks. So I got, I got a question for you. Now you got that young um, halfback down there, Fakatava, who, who goes pretty well defensively, mate. He's a bit of a beast. And then you've got Finlay Christie up there. Do you look at those two? And and my question is, at what part of their career do you think they're at? Are they ready to step up to an All Black jersey? Um, I think, well, for sure. Everyone feels like every halfback in New Zealand at the moment is putting their hand up, and which is great. Great for uh, mm. great for our um, country and great for the All Blacks. But um, oh, they're all ready to go. I think the only thing that's always a bit of a tricky thing is Super Rugby and Test Rugby is totally different. Eh? It's a it's less gaps, mm. there's less time. Um, it's more about your decisions you make and trying to um, and definitely a halfback probably not overplay. But um, that's coming from a guy who plays pretty conservatively at the best of times anyway. So um, yeah, it's. Definitely physically they're ready. Um, Fitness-wise, their defence is definitely outstanding. And, um, yeah, I think it's probably just more um, cleaning up, you know, probably on the attacking side, their skill set, their core roles as a halfback is, you know, passing and kicking. Mm. And for you, Nug, how how are you feeling, mate? I know every year you you turn up in the pre-season, you're physically and... And mentally, you're always there. You're probably the most competitive bugger I've ever played with. You're always ready to, uh, to win everything, golf, cards, you know, training, whatever. You're always there about. So are you happy with where your game's at, mate, in tracking? I think I've been, in the last sort of five weeks, definitely a lot happier with how I've been going. Mm. Um, you know, it's been it's been a good sort of one-two punch with Falau, Um But the, I think it's bringing the best out of me with having Falau there going really well. Um, you know, he's been able to come on and just dominate games, which is really nice and, and massive for our team. So, um, especially in like nines and tens and, and stuff like that are pretty critical roles. But, um, and then as we've already talked about the competition around the country at the moment, you know, you can't, uh, you can't assume anything. You've got to earn everything. So that's sort of been my focus in this back end of the season is getting my game to a place that I can, uh, you know, hopefully earn selection. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll do that. Hey, just a, lots of conversation around the number ten jersey at the moment and the number twelve jersey. What, what's the talk out there, mate, and amongst the boys? Who, you know, the Geordie Barrett's at twelve. With you know, does does our mate uh, RTS get a shot? And and how good's Bodie get um, going at the moment? <laughs> He's not a select uncle. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I think like like we've already talked about on this call. I'm looking at. You know the five other nines in New Zealand trying to beat them. So um, yeah, it's, it's a. I think I think um, this. I'll be honest though, this All Black team. And I'd hate to be Fozzie at the moment. There's a lot of guys putting their hands up. Um, it's great for it, but then again, it's great for the All Blacks. Whenever it's competitive in positions, um, multiple guys can do the job or nail an opportunity. It's just the um, you know the thing around timing is just leading into a World Cup. There's a is it a time to give a guy a crack or, or keep building on what the All Blacks built on last year? Did, would you, I, know, I know you're not a selector. I'm you know, just trying to pry some, some, some gold out of you. But would, would you give Roger... Have you been watching Roger and would you give Roger a crack? Do you think Roger would be you know out of place if he got um, offered an All Black jersey? I don't think he'd look out of place, to be honest, mate. He has his abilities and his skills... But he's also playing a very dominant team at the moment too, which is which is pretty handy, and and a lot of All Blacks as well. So obviously the proof is there. 
Um, but mm. there's a lot of so it's a tough one, mate. The, I ain't gonna bloody make the front page tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like all right, like you talk about Liam Coltman, mate. Obviously, a, a, a player that's uh, you know been so so you know well served for for the Highlanders over many years. You've seen what his father's doing, driving eighteen hours every week to be there, mate. What does he mean to the Highlanders? No, nah, he's he's been an awesome. Uh, Awesome store for our club, a legend, and you know it's just it is. It was a little bit of sweet yesterday, and I think that's a lot of emotion around well, myself and Brown and stuff. But we're pretty disappointed today eh, about the performance we put out, um, especially for a guy like that. Milestone games either a, a awesome event or can be quite sad. And um, for a guy like Colts, who's played 130 odd games for us, um, his attitude. Um, you know, he's a quiet man, but he's got a big smile, mate, and he you would never catch him on an off day. Um, and just the way he goes about his work, does everything to a tee. Um, he's honest, hardworking, and, you know, really sad to see him go, but really excited for him for his opportunity as well. Bang, bang, no goal. We appreciate you, mate. Hey, just quickly, can Mr. Banks, can he relish on 2015? Can he come in and relive those moments? Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna need him to, mate. And I think he can, mate. He's just, uh, you know, as a player, Dag, the old um, getting put in and out every now and then is, and and unsure about your job security. But if he's honest, uh, probably his jersey till he wants to give it away now. So we're gonna have to yeah. home run on uh, Marty and, and and just back him. And um, you know, good thing is we've got the Rebels to hopefully um, cement our spot. And then then we've got to go to Auckland, mate, and face the the juggernaut. Oh, yes, Love yes. It. You might be able to trip them up and, and ruin all those Aucklanders' hopes. Hey, mate, all the best. All the best, Doug. Appreciate you coming on the show. Get back to Daddy Judy's and the golf course, no doubt, and I'll, sorry about I'll the, chat to you soon. Yeah, really? Sorry about the baby, mate. He was, I swear to you, you didn't make a noise till the phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you. Good, and you are talking it. to Dagger. He's like, is that uncle? No, I love it, bro. Give him a kiss from Check me. Up. Love you, brother. Thank you. Good work, good work, go. Izzy. That was real good. And 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 no, up front too, mate. I'm I'm not worried about anyone else. Yeah. I got up five other halfbacks breathing down my neck. <laughs> it's gold. And that's how you say at the top, mate. You always know who's close. You always know who's close. And he is someone that puts in the grind. I don't know if you watch the Sky um, All Access. He's at the gym. At 5.30 a.m. doing his prehab, rehab, his passing routine. Ricky Flute is coming in. He's nailing all his mahi before the gym. And then he goes and, and does all his exercise, all his um, gym work. So he's put in four hours before everyone even's woken up. And that is the difference from good to great. i tell you what. Across two games this year, 32-20, 32-25, Blues Highlanders. Tony Brown is not a man you would want to underestimate. And hearing that clip and how disappointed he was and hearing Aaron Smith there, how disappointing he was, and just some home truths about what the Highlanders do, they're going to go to Eden Park if they make the finals, is he? And they're going to walk in there like, let's tear this down. Let's actually do this. Like, I'm not saying it, but I've just got a crystal ball. And I'm just predicting in two and a half weeks, the wizard of the week, Tony Brown.
And that magical potion, <laughs> that little potion that he's about to mix up and just go whack. You played for the Highlanders too, eh? Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> no one yeah, played. None, you didn't play for the Blues. You just live up here in Auckland, <laughs> don't you? He's don't just, you, Louis? He's just, <laughs> oh I love my it. god! Is he's, is he's got a patch? For, his patchworks are as how many games he played for the team? So he played what, like fifteen games for yeah, the Highlanders. Twenty-six patches for the Highlanders. Twenty-six. Twenty. I can just see it coming to the coming to Eden Park. Chips on their shoulder. Chips in the middle of the Sky City Casino table and going. Why can't we? Why don't we just upset the apple cart? Why? And you know what? Every time the Highlanders come to Eden Park, just like the, when the Crusaders do, crowds turn up. Because Blues they're by that, 20. They're 2015. 2015, mate. No one predicted them to go over to Sydney and beat the Waratahs. No one predicted them to go to Wellington and beat the, the Hurricanes in the final. Mate, they love a back against the wall Aww. mentality. Anyway. Anyway, we're going to go away and we'll go chat to Aroise here from Aroha for the News for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Aotearoa. SNZ, round four of the PGA Championship currently underway right now. It is Pereira holding them off. Through nine. Blackfern Sevens. They won gold this morning over in France in the World Sevens Tour. Sam Kane, a nasty knee injury. That's something we haven't spoken about today. But the Lucies, man. Aaron Smith was right. He didn't want to make the front page, but what he said was he wouldn't like to be Ian Foster because that gig picking this side along with Joe Schmidt is going to be very tough. Mad Max Verstappen won the Spanish Grand Prix this morning. And the Premier League. Oh, congratulations, all you Man City fans. So well-deserved. Stuck it out right to the death. I'm sure there's one or two. I know Elliot Smith's a big Man City fan. Shout out to Elliot. He'll be, um, he'll be very happy today. And, and that's where our Choices Flooring poll was. Is he the Choices Flooring Roomview program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring? Upload your favourite floor today. You know, at one stage, Man City were down 2-0. Liverpool were hot on attack, 1-0. With Wolves, and all they needed to do was win and City draw, and then City scores three goals unanswered against Villa, and Villa mm. put up a valiant effort. It must be said, but they couldn't stop the powerhouse, Manchester City. What is the most dramatic ex- and exciting sporting league in the world? That was the choices for a poll today, and the answer was with fifty-seven percent of the vote, the Premier League. Probably a little bit of recency bias there. NBA twenty-one, NRL fourteen, NFL eight. That is the answer of your choices, Flory Poll. Let's go to the phone lines. 0800 150 811. Izzy, I wonder if you might have invoked a bit of passion from the Southerners. Oh, I think I have. Morning, John. I think I have. Morena. Morena korua. How are we? Morena. Oh, pie. Good, John. <laughs> I'd like to acknowledge both of you. Matua there. Awesome to hear both of you on the radio. Awesome, um, awesome program, too. Um, Izzy, Thank you're you, a man. wonderful All yep. Black. Wonderful All Black <laughs> Kempi, awesome coach. Um, but Izzy, I think you've got um, your years mixed up, mate. <laughs> 2015, the Highlanders were on a roll, yes. 2022, they're not on a roll. And I think they're going to get rolled <laughs> if they come to Eden Park. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, why? My, Tell my me why. What's Leon exactly. going to whiz up in that magical potion? What's he got? If well, you lose like well, Caleb firstly, Clark, who fills the left wing? 
Oh, we've got Lem there, mate. Lem, he's been amazing the last couple of games he's played. Um, but, you know, you're going to come up against a team probably 13 in a row. Um, yep, you've probably got your back, backs up against the wall. Tony Brown, he's the man. Proud Ngāpuhi man. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see it, mate. I, I think they don't have the depth. Um, love my southern brothers, though. They do an awesome job. Yeah. Always support them when they're not playing open. But, yeah, I just don't see it, is he? <laughs> <laughs> how, how how impressed have you been with um with Bodie, mate? You think he's in career best form? Oh, isn't he? Isn't he ever? I mean, he's probably mm. the form first five in the world at the moment. It's awesome seeing him at his PK. I mean, I hope he brings that to that international foray. I mean, Ireland, I've, I just watched Leinster play. Um, Johnny Sexton still looks 25, mate. He's playing out <laughs> he of does. his skin. He does. Um, so it's going to be a very complicated series. Um, I'm very, um, I'm going to be interested to see how the Māori All Blacks go as well. They've got two midweek games. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And 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 when's this New Zealand emerging team coming through? That I'm hearing in the papers and on radio. The Southern Bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that comes through. No, they're supposed to be a New Zealand A team. New Zealand A team. They usually have a. Yeah. They yeah they they should. I think there'll be something like that, or either that or the New Zealand Heartland team. But um, unsure, John. But appreciate you coming on the show, mate, and having a wee chat. Good luck to your Blues. See you in the final, brother. Either way. Yeah, he had he had it nailed down too. As he? he had it nailed down. He knows. I'm thinking we're going to get a real good. I mean, if the Blues can get past the Highlanders, and that's obviously no certain thing, we can have a real good rivalry here. I mean, it is two v one. It's going to be an exciting playoff, say eh, Louis. Uh, it's going to be exciting huge, right? playoff. I will mm. say, you, you absolutely stole the words out of my mouth, Izzy. I thought Jack Goodhue, and he could be the most mm. important person for the one of the most important people for the Crusaders come crunch time. Just a bit of direction in the midfield, take a little bit of that kind of playmaking pressure off Richie Moonga, and give him a strong and consistent ball carry that he knows what he's going to get. Then defensively, I mean, that hasn't necessarily been the issue, but just on attack, another option. Uh, I was so happy to see how well he played on Friday night, and and yeah, obviously yeah. I've got I've got an eye patch as well. But I thought that they are just bubbling away, and and that wink you got from Razor, you almost know that his magic potion is already in use, isn't it? He's already kind of done it. Mm. He knows, he knows the plan. He's predicted this, and look, the underdogs, they're underdogs. Wolf, those are the favourites. Can they handle that favourite tag? That's the question. <laughs> what is the answer? <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it's 22 minutes away from nine. Who's the favourite for Super Rugby? It's a really good question. The, I'll tell you what, the bookies have them at. The bookies have them marked at $2.50 each. Crusaders Blues. How offensive to your title favourite Blues, Kempi. What do you reckon they should be, $1.40? Oh, well, I just, I, just, I just think the TAB, mate, they're just hedging their bets. They don't want to come off the fence too early. You'll see You'll see the Crusaders blow out to about four bucks. Oh, four bucks. After the weekend. I hope so. 20, oh, 21 minutes away from nine. What do you think they should be? And who should the favourites really be? Come on, let us know. Paul Moati from the TAB will ask him up after this. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 
You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Oh, if I still had the Jaws music, I'd play it because JT is circling. I think that's three birds in a row for Justin Timberlake. Um, Justin Thomas, of course, charging Kempi's pick to win the PGA Championship. He's four <laughs> under. Meanwhile, the youngsters, Pereira Zalatoris, they're melting. They're sliding down the ladder. Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick's five under, and Rory, well, he's allergic to a birdie putt like I was allergic to a winner for the Dunstan Horsefeeds Punters Club on Saturday. So, Tell us more. Oh, there's not much more to say. <laughs> Paul Moati, tav.co.nz. Who's going to win this thing, Paulie? This is wide open, and the action is ridiculous at the moment. Of course, you can bet live on the oh. PGA Championship. Uh, on the uh, TAB app or the uh, web. I'm just having a look at a few of the bets that we've taken so far. There's been a $1,000 bet on Will Zalatoris at $3.60. There's been two $1,000 bets on Will Zalatoris at $5. He's currently six under, one shot off the lead behind. Mito Pereira, the Chilean. Uh, biggest bet on Mito, 2K at $2.07. Um, who else have we got there? Young, who was Ooh. tied in second at six under. Uh, $370 at six. Uh, Pereira's in the greenside bunker on the ninth hole and a wee bit of trouble once again. Uh, and we just saw Justin Thomas uh, birdie the 12th. He's now at four under, three shots off the lead. He currently sits $9 with us at the moment. And of those golfers who are still in contention, he is the best backed by punters. Justin Thomas, currently nine dollars. I was just looking at it. I just had clicked on it at twelve bucks. Jeez, you're ruthless. Three dollar trim. <laughs> Three dollar <laughs> trim <laughs> for another birdie. Oh, hold on, he's just got a birdie, and it looks like uh, Pereira's now got a oh, lengthy par putt. So uh, he could be coming. A wee, he could be coming. Back to the field once again. This this is all on. This back nine is going to be sensational. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll have twenty five bucks on just on Justin Thomas, just so that if he does win, then at least it'll feel a little bit better than Kempi being able to tip the golf winner. Is he okay? I'll do it. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I just can't handle it. If JT wins, Kempi's come out of nowhere and he's whacked it. And I'm going to sit here because Kempi doesn't even play golf. And he's just come in and he's picked Justin Thomas. Oh, I just can't end yeah, it. The only answer is you just, this is when you have a bet. It's got an emotional hedge. I do it quite often. <laughs> and, you know, people say to me, well, you must win so much money off the Crusaders. No, the Crusaders have cost me a fortune because I always back against them for an mm. emotional hedge because I can't, I can't bring myself yeah. to ever back them and stop them. Paulie, um, what else was going on over the weekend? People, did punters have a fill up on Man City? I wonder, did, did people get stuck into EPL futures? Oh, there's a, a number of bets on both Man City uh, to win and Liverpool to win as well. So um, those favourite uh, backers uh, were very well re- uh, rewarded. Newsflash, the New Zealand Warriors are favourites this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a ve- that's a very thin favourite price though, is it? It's got to be what, $1.89, $1.79? They are a dollar sixty-three oh. up against the Newcastle Knights at two twenty-three. The Warriors are favourite. Oh, have they got enough players for a team? I know, I know. And the and the Knights, mate. If there's a if there's des- desperation city, it is this weekend for both. It, honestly, it's a mu- it's a must-watch game. It's a it, must-watch yeah, game. Yeah, this is. 
this is as close to a relegation game uh, that you'll get in the NRL. Yeah, I think the, I think it's a big swing, Paulie. I I, to- yeah. I totally agree. I think it's a big swing in points. They get to go two points behind the Warriors. Warriors get further behind the eight, but closer to the back four. Hey, um, correct. On, just so the Warriors, they'll no doubt take more cash during the week because that's just what happens. On the Super Rugby yep. pool, I, you've got the Blues and the Crusaders pegged at two fifty, but Kempi is adamant, and so is Izzy actually, that the Blues should be favourite. So. Uh, are the bookmakers here sticking a little bit of prior history and, you know, um, previous convictions in around either the Blues, Blues not being able to win titles or the Crusaders having the history of winning them all and that's where that even uh, 250 are pieces? I think it's more to do with the fact that the Crusaders have been here, done that before, um, keeping them safe. Uh, also, taking a bit of action on the Crusaders. So um, they have, even though they sort of stumbled through the middle part of the season, um, they've, they've still been very well backed uh, to win the Super Rugby Championship. So, yeah, Crusaders and Blues, as you say, both $2.50 favourites uh, to win the outright book. Third line and beating the Chiefs at $5. The danger team for me, the Brumbies didn't look the worst. Uh, they're $7, and the Hurricanes, they're always dangerous, and it looks like their forward packers start to get a, a wee bit of stability about it. So, um I can understand why the Blues and Crusaders are at the top of the market there. They do look like the two best teams in the competition. But once you get to the knockout stage, anything can happen, Louis. Yeah, that's right. So um, you watch the action on the Landers after Izzy's just given them the Tony Brown potion. <laughs> you never know. You just never know with those men from the South. Paulie, great to catch up. Uh, TAB.co.nz. Download the TAB app today and you can bet live and all your favourite sports and racing. We'll talk again tomorrow, my friend. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Just watch yeah, Ryan Fox miss a birdie putt, so he's going to be five over for the day. Uh, he's hanging in there for a thread to try and stay relevant for this top 40. Uh, he's tied for 49th now. He's six over, I should say. So, um, Foxy, he's had an unbelievable tournament, is he? He's pushed hard the whole way. Played well in some tough conditions yesterday. He has played well. He has played well. He's carried that form on. Just obviously today, things haven't ticked, and it's... It's a difficult course, man. Some of those par threes, you're hitting three iron in. You're hitting three iron in. So they're back to about 200-plus yards. Uh, so, yeah, struggling struggling at the moment uh, is Foxy. But I think he'd be pretty happy if he can just finish these last couple of ho- holes off and stay stay there or thereabouts. I think he'll be relatively happy-ish with the, with the way he's gone in, in the Open Championship. But, mate, Pereira just nailed an, an absolute doozy part to stay one shot in the lead. I am a little bit delayed, so you probably know a bit more for me, but he's holding on. Zalatoris is circling, and then Thomas is circling. So, yeah, I'm going to get off this and go and watch some golf. Can't wait. Perfect. Ken, you're not asking for a lot, just the Blues to win the title, mm. and the whole Blues backline to be the All Blacks backline. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ken's text messages. Everybody's passionate Blues supporter. He'll be... Oh, he'll be hating my chat. Um, Smithy, he's been had a little freshen up a week in the paddock, eating that good stuff, that Dunstan horse feed. So he's he's good to come back. He'll be rearing to go hard up on the bit after this to sleep on it with the doy and it's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.